Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast for women who are ready to step out of society's expectations, discover their sole purpose, and work their light. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a full-time author and creative entrepreneur. My mission is to impact as many women as possible to go after the very things that set their souls on fire. If you're ready to stop playing small in a world that is desperate for you to play big, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, my loves, and welcome back. It's funny <laughs> because I always say welcome back to the show, but I feel like this podcast isn't a show. It's more of like welcome back to your soul, <laughs> welcome back to the reality of all that really is. Welcome to unplugging from the matrix for a bit. And I hope you find these episodes to be informative, but also a place for you to go when you just need a break. You just need a break from everything, from life, from work, from relationships, from friendships, from the pandemic, just a place you can go to connect with your soul on a deeper level and, you know, delve deeper into your psyche, but not, not in the sense of the ego. I hope that when you listen to these episodes, you're able to go a little bit deeper, kind of you know, cracking the egg open a little bit and exploring what's inside and, and underneath and not just on the exterior of the shell. So I'm doing something a little different for this particular episode. It's pretty late at night. It's almost one o'clock in the morning on, well, now it's Saturday. It was Friday night. I still call it Friday night because I haven't gone to bed yet. And I'm sitting in my closet recording this in the dark. <laughs> I always turn the light on in my closet and it's a fluorescent light and I feel like it's so jarring. So I just wanted to try something different and sit in the dark and record this and just see, just see what happens. So to me, it really feels like there's a mix of emotions and feelings and perspectives right now in the collective. And we're all tapped into it, right? Because we're all connected to one another. We are all one. And so if there's a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions, you know, it's, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you wake up in the mornings, there are some mornings where things just feel heavy or you feel scattered or you just feel kind of like chaotic or your your mind is racing and what no matter what you do, you can't seem to quiet it. And then there are some days or some times throughout the day where hopefully you've noticed that there is a sort of peace and stillness and quiet. And that's exactly why I'm recording this at 
one o'clock in the morning because it's quiet right now. And it's an interesting thing because, you know, wanting to be able to channel the collective energy to try to kind of sort through it or analyze it and talk about it. That's a lot of what we do here on this podcast. But I think in the quiet and the stillness is where the real, I don't want to say answers, but where the real guidance comes through or that, that wisdom, that insight, it's always in the stillness. And it's always really, really quiet. You can't always hear it. And you especially, it's really, really hard to hear when you're in the middle of your day and it's just chaotic and there's so much energy. You have to think about like when everyone's at work or you have your normal working hours during the weekdays from eight to five. Like, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but the weekends tend to be so much quieter, so much more peaceful because people have unplugged from you know, the matrix, if you will. But during the week, it can feel really hectic. And there can be some days where it just feels like it's so much and it's so overwhelming. And there's disappointment, there's just all these emotions. And you're like, ah, like, how do I navigate this? How do I, like, how could I be feeling so high and so happy and so thrilled like the day before and then wake up the next day and just feel like I literally got hit by a train because I definitely had a week like that. Monday and Tuesday were phenomenal days. Like I was flying so high on cloud nine. I was I was dancing. I was going on hikes and I was like bawling in the middle of the forest because of just how beautiful everything was around me. And then Wednesday and Thursday, like just everything went to shit. Like I could not snap myself out of out of a mood. But The thing is, I'm learning to appreciate both sides of the coin and to really be present during those moments when I am flying really high, but also to be present and appreciate the moments where I'm not feeling so hot and I'm just kind of a little bit in a mood because in that mood, there is clarity to be found. You're sifting and sorting through different energies, different feelings, different emotions, and you're aware that you don't like how you're feeling because normally when you're in a mood, you just, I don't know, you don't feel good. You just, you feel bad. You feel blah. Like you don't feel motivated to do anything. But I find that it's in that space that you're actually carving out a path forward for yourself without even realizing that you're doing it. You're kind of like setting up a barometer for your own emotional spectrum and becoming familiar with certain feelings and with certain emotions. I mean, really, when you think about it, it's I hear all the time in the spiritual community, people talking about training your vibration, training your vibration and being able to recognize when you're in a lower vibration. So that way you can 
you can move up the emotional scale, the emotional spectrum to get to that higher vibration. And while I do agree with this, I also think there's value in acknowledging the lower vibration and acknowledging feeling shitty, (laughs) to put it quite plainly. I believe it was about a year ago that I posted an episode opening up about my dark night of the soul. And I keep seeing these memes when I do log on to Instagram that show this picture of a man on a roller coaster who's completely stone-faced as it's going downhill and the rest of the people are all screaming and have these crazy expressions on their face as the roller coaster is flying down this hill. And then there's just this man who's just staring directly at the camera when the picture was taken, completely unfazed by what's going on around him and the fact that he's on this, you know, death drop uh, on the roller coaster. You know, the, and the meme, the thing that it says above the picture is, you know, when the rest of the world is having a dark night of the soul, but you've already had several, you know, and, you know, that represents you, the man who's just sitting there stone-faced. And so I guess I just want to shed a little bit more light on that topic if you feel like you're having a dark night of the soul, because I do think as a collective, we are... We have been in the midst of that, and it's probably felt like a very long dark night of the soul. Unless, of course, you had a lot of those prior to the year of 2020, which I most certainly did. As I was talking with my guides and my medium, my psychic, I pretty much got the confirmation that my awakening process was majorly sped up. So... Basically, like, 2019 was the worst year of my life. Hands down, worst year ever. Ever. Um, But I say that, and also at the same time, it was the most enlightening year, which is unfortunately what awakening is. Because you have to shed all of your old shit and all of your old stories, and all of your attachments. Like, I remember that year, I would just go into the guest bedroom in my house and curl up in the bed that's in there that I've had since I moved to Texas in 2010. This bed has just stayed with me. It was kind of like the first piece of furniture I bought for myself when I graduated from college. And I've just kept it with me. Like, I I haven't been able to really get rid of it. It's something I've held on to. I don't really know why either. It's like, it just has some weird meaning to me. I feel like there's just a lot that's, it's going to sound so weird. There's a lot that's happened in that bed, but not like that. Okay, guys, like, get get your heads out of the gutter here. But just so many breakthrough moments when I would journal at night or having Lacey, you know, as a little kitten, when she was all curled up with me and like sleeping on my head and and purring, you know, and waking me up in the morning because she was like clawing at my forehead, but she was just a kitten. She didn't know any better. And just all the books that I've read in that bed. I don't know. I just, there's a lot of memories with that. It It's weird how a piece of furniture can kind of stay with you and hold 
memories like that. But it's weird because that became kind of my comfort place in my house when I just needed to cry or scream or hit the wall because yes I have I have done that and I did do that a lot like in in 2019 I just there were so many emotions and I didn't know how to process them I didn't know how to handle them I didn't know what they were I felt so attached to them like I felt like my thoughts and my emotions and everything I was feeling, that that was me, that that's what I was, that that's who I was, that I was feeling that way because because that was me. <laughs> and it's so hard to put into words when it's almost like an out-of-body experience when you're able to step away from the emotion or the feeling It's kind of that whole reaction versus response thing where if you react, you are in that state of being the emotion, like you're being the feeling, you're you're fully experiencing it, you're attaching to it, you're almost like absorbing that energy and becoming it. Whereas your response to it is is the ability to be able to step outside of your mind and your body for a moment and just observe the situation as a whole without judgment and to also look at the emotion and the feeling and to be able to detach from it enough to where you don't start sobbing or you don't hit the wall or you don't just like crumple onto the bed, right? But in 2019, for me, that was, man, I would just go into that bedroom and I would curl up in that bed and i felt so unsafe i didn't feel i didn't feel safe here like not in my house but just on earth like i just <laughs> i was like what is this like i just i didn't feel safe all of a sudden and it didn't make any sense because there was nothing there was nothing f- happening around me for me to not feel safe everything was fine everything was actually more than fine but i just had this this feeling that I could not shake. And I've now come to understand that what that safety was, was my identity and my attachment to my identity. I'd felt so safe in this persona that I had cultivated and the the goals and the achievements and the accomplishments and the labels and the judgments and the expectations and the obligations all of this like my little world right because we all create our own little worlds that's what feels safe to you and it is so crazy when something non-physical can feel like it's coming in to threaten and shatter that very safety net that you've built for yourself. And that's what the dark night of the soul is. That's definitely what it was for me. And I had many of these types of occurrences happen in 2019. And I just get the sense that there are a lot of people right now who feel like they're who feel like they're okay. And they're, they're trying to remain positive and they're like, everything's, everything's going to be 
fine somehow some way it's going to be okay but then there's this part of them that's like but what if it's not what if it's not what if it's not and then worrying and kind of freaking out and even though like presently right now their surroundings are 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 okay and they're they're safe and and things are okay right there's still that feeling there and i know that feeling because i've felt it many many times and it is crushing it is soul shattering and it's it's really scary because you you don't understand why you feel that way when everything around you seems to be okay like it's a it's a very confusing feeling to navigate and since i've had multiple dark nights of the soul this is not going to be the advice that anyone wants to hear but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and looking back on it, everything that happened, all the nights I spent in that bed in the guest room, curled up and just sobbing and crying into a pillow and just releasing, 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 releasing all the emotions, all the anger, all the fear, all the judgment, all the what ifs, all the anxiety, the worry, the doubt, like that was necessary when you are detaching <laughs> when you are detaching from something that you have worked to cultivate and put effort into cultivating your whole entire life and to feel like it's just slipping through your fingers almost like it's being taken away from you but you can't explain how or who or why like and and you know it's it's not, but it is. It's this like the weirdest dichotomy to, to feel like something's being taken away from you, but not physically. Like it's a non-physical breakdown of your identity and all of the attachments that you have to that identity. And it's necessary to allow the shedding process to occur, whatever that's going to look like for you. And I had bouts of sobbing relentlessly, like to the point where I couldn't catch my breath. I had bouts of anger where I was like breaking plates in my backyard and punching stuff because I just, I was releasing anger. I didn't know how else to release it. So I was like, I'm trying to do this in the most you know, all logic escapes you when your emotions take over, but it's almost like you have to experience the, <laughs> the reaction before you can understand how to get to the place of being responsive instead of reactive. It's like, because if you're, if you're not reactive and you've never been reactive, then you don't know what reactive is and you don't know what it feels like. So there's no benchmark for you to understand when you know an emotion comes up, whether you're being reactive or being responsive, if you've never been reactive before, right? So oftentimes it does take the more extreme end of the spectrum for us to experience so that we can we can have so that the next experience can be fuller and richer and more vibrant in the sense that we already know what one of the what one of the extremes looks like and maybe what the other extreme looks like. And so then what's what's the middle ground, right? So yes, lots of sobbing, 
lots of anger. And there was also, and this still happens even now into, um, into 2020 and into 2021, where like not so much now, because I, I feel like I've, I understand it now, but I would get these bouts of apathy, complete apathy for everyone and everything, like just not caring and like almost indifference, but not because apathy's, um, apathy is like way more negative because it's it's more on that uh, scale of or that line that threshold of despair and hopelessness and and grief like when you're just apathetic towards things um, that was probably my least favorite emotion that I experienced in the dark night of the soul but also one of the most enlightening <laughs> Um because now that I know this extreme of just not giving a shit period about anything, which might sound really good to a lot of people right now, but trust me, when you feel like you've had the light within you just snuffed out, that's tough. That's really, really tough. And it's really difficult to reignite that flame once it's been put out in such a manner as apathy. And I'm not trying to say all of this or share all of this to be like, oh my gosh, it's so, you know, it's so scary. It's so bad. This is what you're in for. Um, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm coming on here to say at all. <laughs> it's more of that there's going to be feelings and emotions and as much as it sucks in the moment, as much as it sucks and you want it to stop, as much as you just wish you could rewind and go back to yesterday when you didn't feel like a giant pile of crap, <laughs> you just the, the mantra or the phrase that kept, that I kept repeating to myself was this too shall pass, this too shall pass. And it's really hard like when you're sobbing in the moment and you can hardly even catch your breath to envision, you know, because all you can see is the storm and the lightning and the rain. And it's it's so loud in your head, right? But there's always sunshine after a storm. And not to sound cliche or cheesy, but that rain is what washes away the stuff that's not supposed to be there anymore. It's, you know, I always think of storms as just this giant release for the sky, but also a giant shedding for the earth where it just washes away and cleanses what is no longer needed, what is no longer necessary. And then the sun comes back out, always, always, always. It always comes back out. And with that water and the sun, you know, that cleansing and the, and the fresh soil, new life can begin and new life can sprout through the cracks, through the soil and the dirt. And so anytime I found myself in that reactive state, you know, it took me, I had to go through the, the emotions and the feeling of it and, and go through the whole experience of it, right? Because even, even though these experiences 
might feel bad in the moment, just know that they will be some of the most enlightening experiences down the road. And I know it sucks right now. I know, I know it sucks right now. And so I want to say to you what I wish someone could have said to me during that time, or I guess this is kind of like, you know, present me talking to past me or just trying to pass along some some insight, some wisdom, something to look forward to, something, you know, a reason to raise your to raise and lift your chin and to not give up. Because you will feel like giving up a lot. And there will be some days where you do give up. I declared many, many times to the universe. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. I was like, I'm done. I give up. I'm done. I said that so many times, so many times. So if you found yourself also saying that and just getting angry or having outbursts or just feeling like it's just too much, it's overwhelming, like it's not worth it. I said that a lot too. I was like, this isn't worth it. But it was all a process of detachment. Detachment of my emotions. Not to say that it's a numbness, although that was another phase that I did go through was, you know, there's apathy and there's there's numbness too, where suddenly then you were apathetic and then you were indifferent and then you were numb and they're all similar feelings, but they're all different too. But what I want to say, if you are going through a dark night of the soul or you just feel like everything's working against you right now, or you feel like giving up, you feel like you just don't care anymore, you feel like life sucks, you feel like this is too hard, you feel like it's not worth it, whether you believe it or not, those feelings and what you're going through right now are the very seeds that you are planting, or I guess you could say that the universe is planting for you in order to have the cleansing rains come to finally wash it away. The rain is like this this detaching mechanism. It's this detaching force in this analogy. And I'm using rain and storms because it's really hard to explain such a non-physical and metaphysical concept without using a physical analogy, right? But you have these emotions that feel so monstrous and so immense and so deep and so deep-rooted And so if it feels really, really deep-rooted like that, just know that you are almost there. You are almost breaking through the surface on the other side. So the dark night of the soul is like being the seed underground. You're in complete darkness. 
and you're just kind of trying to figure out which way to freaking grow because there's no sunlight, right? We have the storm overhead. So you're just this seed in complete darkness in the dirt and you're looking around and you're kind of like, okay, do I go this way? Do I go this way? Oh no, not that way. What's this feeling? That's not the feeling I want. Okay, I have to experience the feeling. Okay, experience the feeling. That was terrible. I hated that. Okay, let's go over here. Oh gosh, it's another it's another feeling. Oh no, oh no, oh no, <laughs> right? So there's gonna be, and this is the thing is like for everyone, it's gonna be different. It just depends on how much stuff you have how many attachments you have to the external, to the physical, that you have been placing so much value on and so much value in those things. So it's going to be a different length of time. Some things are going to be much harder to shake than others. But if you're getting to that point where things are feeling really deep-rooted, and you have these attachments that feel like it almost it feels like the end of your world like where you're crying just sobbing in bed feeling like it's all it's all going it's all being taken from you but there's no one and nothing actually taking it from you and you're just like what is this it's like literally your attachments leaving your physical body it's the energy of your attachments being pulled out of your body in order for you to ascend and and awaken and to not have those things be such a controlling factor in your life anymore and you just have you just have to let it happen you just have to let it happen no matter how many times you're curling up in that bed and crying your eyes out just do it and just remember my words and remember what I'm saying right now that you're like you're going to be okay and you're going to you're going to rise through the dirt. Like it's just, it's stormy right now and it's dark right now. And I know that, and I know it's terrifying and it's scary and you can't place your finger on certain things. Like, so it's just confusing too. And all of those emotions are completely valid. And so just let the emotions be what they are, feel them for what they are. And If you need to just repeat to yourself, this too shall pass, this too shall pass, or have that image of you as the seed finally sprouting and blooming into the sunshine after the storm has passed, whatever you need to do, do that. There is nothing more rewarding than no longer being attached to anything to emotions, to feelings, to outcomes. It's the definition of true presence, of just being here. That's what's on the other side. So that's all I've got for you. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here and for joining me today. And I will chat with you in the next episode. Sending you so much love and light. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.